you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to In Orbit, Mashdo's Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Today's show, episode 29, The Rise of the Technodrome. And I'm Jorge, and of course, as always, with me is David. Say hi, David. What's up, everybody? So the reason for the rise of the Technodrome is we got a whole bunch of clan mates on the show today to discuss their opinions and their feelings about the game. Uh, first up is Mark. Say hi. Hi, Guardians. We also have Corey. What's going on, guys? And Dre. What's up? So on today's show, we are going to discuss the still remaining lag and connectivity issues involving Iron Banner and other activities, subsequent unplanned maintenance, old gen goes bye-bye metaphorically in August, and the upcoming Bungie Day 7-7-2016 and what that means for the year two moments of triumph, and current and future impressions of this game. But before we begin, as I've been mentioning for many weeks, we have many in this great Destiny community that go through many things in their lives. As a cancer survivor, I know that I would not be here without donations to great groups that provide support, research, and care. Back in 2009, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and thankfully, I am now in remission and healthy. And I want to be able to collect funds um, to help the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. In the coming weeks, I will put out the word on how to donate, but I recommend that everyone visit www.lls.org to learn about blood cancers that involve the very young to the very old among us. With that, we jump right into the show, the lag and connectivity issues. So this is the big, I don't know how to really describe it as much as disappointment with the game. Bungie, for the longest time, has been preaching quality over quantity. And that's fine as long as the game delivers quality service. And unfortunately for a lot of us, we've been experiencing a lot of lag, a lot of issues, especially with this patch 2.3.0.1 and the old version that they had to immediately patch. There was unplanned maintenance again. And for a lot of people, this is really disappointing, especially those that live in the UK and Europe, where all of a sudden they don't have access to their game because, again, more issues are popping up. And I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced my fair share of lag and just plain bad connections, not only in PvP, but in PvE activities. It'll be moments where I'm literally looking at Oryx going through the floor to the front right uh, platform instead of around the entire arena. I'm literally looking at Oryx going through the floor. 
It was it kind of scared me at first. I thought I broke the game. Um, and we're just constantly showing these issues again and again and again. Have you guys encountered any bad connectivity issues this past week? We'll start off with Mark. The only time that I can really remember being like surprised and bothered by it was I was playing on Black Shield, everybody's favorite Trials of Osiris map, and a Titan was kind of lagging, and he went from being not there at all to all of a sudden teleporting in front of me and hitting me with a Fist of Havoc, which I think frightened me more than the new Resident Evil demo did. <laughs> so that, that was really not okay, but for the most part, Iron Banner has been all right for me. What about you, Corey? I don't know. Every time every game I'm playing, I'm seeing the contacting Destiny servers there and yep. getting hit by a lot of supers that the enemy's dead. All of a sudden, their supers activated. I didn't even see the animation. And I know my fiance over here, all her bounties have been deleting themselves, so she had to restart her banner bounties. Oh, that's not good. Nah. That, that I didn't know <laughs> about. Oh, my God. She's yeah. been getting real pissed. She's basically taking a break right now just to let it fix itself. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people experiencing that situation where it constantly says uh, contacting Destiny servers. They actually issued that, uh, what was it, the, the maintenance, the unplanned maintenance because everybody was experiencing that. Um, yesterday, I believe it was Braden that said that he, for the first time he saw error code chicken or something like that. Huh. I didn't even know that was an error code. There's an error code for every type of animal. Um what about you, Dre? Have you been experiencing the lag and connectivity issues that we're talking about? <clears throat> Definitely. Uh, let's see. Of course, the contacting Destiny servers, which is a constant thing. Um, I've been in Iron Banner this week, and the teleporting guardians is 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 uh, one issue. But another issue that I've been running across is being shot across the map through walls. Like I'll I'll go down. And the player that is outlined and ID is killing me is across the map behind b behind another building. And it was just really frustrating, really, really frustrating. Yeah, I had to sit it down. That one probably just means they were so laggy that they shot you five minutes before you had to ran behind the building. Yeah. 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 That tends yeah. to happen. Definitely. I mean, it the, the Iron Banner de developed a reputation for being the Iron Lag, but for the most part, the past few Iron Banner events have been pretty, I don't want to say good or, or great, but they've been relatively stable. But this Iron Banner, it's almost back to the whole Iron Lag. It, it's been really, really bad, and it's been really disappointing because a lot of people do come back strictly for Iron Banner. There are people that don't play until Iron Banner shows up. And to experience this is just turning them off of the potential future Rise of Iron game, which is built around the lore of the Iron Banner. And that's not a good thing to, to do to your customers. Yeah, it's sort of more important for Iron Banner to be moving smoothly now with Rise of Iron on the horizon than ever. What about you? Definitely year one levels of lag right now. Mm -hmm. For me, but like you said, Jorge. Laggy though. What's up, like David? Said, my my thing is Iron Banner hasn't even been the problem. Like when I played Iron Banner, the only red bar I saw was you, Jorge. Right, bringing <laughs> us down with your red bars. And then next game, it showed up completely green. True. 
But my problem was I, I raided for the first time in probably like three months yesterday because I just haven't been raiding. I mean, there's no reason to do it to get to 335, and I just I wasn't feeling it. But I had three people just lag out randomly when we were raiding. They're like, "Uh, I'm gone. And we were all like, what are you talking about? And then he wasn't there. Never said he lagged out. Nothing until like 10 seconds later, the person was just gone. And they'd get some error code. And then I played Trials last week, I think it was. Or two weeks ago. And I had this thing happen where uh, everybody was invisible besides you for the entire round. And no special would spawn or anything. And then the flag would appear. And only one person on either team would see the flag. So that person would automatically get the round win. That's kind of messed up. I'd never seen something like that happen before. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on though. They've delayed they've delayed trials twice and banner twice, and they're still having more errors than I've ever seen before. I think that that could be an issue with um, the new content being announced and maybe an influx of older players coming back. So the servers are overloaded more than they've been used to handling for the past few months. I think it's an issue with they're focusing on the game and not caring about what's going on right now. What I was thinking was um, with them, you know, getting rid, you know, moving past uh, legacy gen, you know, maybe what they're implementing in these patches, just, you know, the bugs aren't worked out. You know, it couldn't have been play tested. Or from the here's are they they play tested with multiple lots of different people, so I'm not sure how that's not happening. Right. And there's always the joke that we're all of the play testers for a bunch. I mean that is true. The beta that for is true. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, as we've been mentioning, and I, I think we're pretty clear here, uh, the whole thing with Iron Banner has just been an example of what we're going through. Just pure, it's not fun. And and, and, it, and they need to really, they need to look at this and, and, and try to figure out what's going on because it, it's slowly, you're, you're kind of pissing off the people who are, who have remained in the game. And at this time, at this point, I've definitely I've, I've challenge kind of, of elders isn't safe either. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we've been experiencing error codes in there all the time. We've been experiencing error codes all over the game, and when the crucible lag starts leaking into into PvP or PVE, I'm sorry, that's not good. Anyway, uh, I think we we devoted a good amount of time to that. Uh, David, you want to go ahead and talk about mash those buttons? Yeah. Mash Those Buttons is the ultimate website for video game snark commentary by passionate gamers who love gaming of all kinds. From fighting games to shooters to MMOs, we cover the latest and greatest and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right, and with that, let's go ahead and just briefly talk about something that we kind of glossed over last week. Because there's, there was really no need for us, but I do want to um, inform the audience. Uh, as many of you know, uh, Destiny on legacy consoles is going to be a completely different experience. Starting this August, uh, legacy consoles will no longer receive major Destiny updates or content releases. and Because Ri- Rise of Iron is only going to be available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One consoles. 
So if you currently have a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox 360, you have to first upgrade your system, get Destiny the Taken King Collector's Edition so that you get Taken King, Destiny 1, uh, what is the House of Wolves and the Dark Below, and you have to pick up uh, Rise of Iron. So you're looking at, let's see, you can get the Collector's Edition right now for about 40 another 30 so you're looking at $70 total to be able to play again, in addition to the new system that you just, uh, that you have to buy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. It, it, it does stink from a price perspective, but let's face it, if by this time you haven't really upgraded, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Um, I advise selling everything. Oh my God. The, the only problem with that is before they, re- they released that, my uh, fiance's father had just bought the Taken King on PS3. Oh, my. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I get to play Destiny. Oh. Oh, I have to upgrade now, and I don't have any yeah, money. That is that is kind of worst-case scenario right there. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, but, um, I mean, really, when you think about... If you looked at the old-gen versions of Destiny as almost like a, a demo or a entry-level version of the game, to be like, okay, if you were in from day one on PS3 or Xbox 360... You had two years to play the game, to get the same gear that we were getting, to play pretty much all the same events, uh, aside from, I think, a couple that were skipped on PS3 and 360. And two years is more than enough time to save up for a new console, to wait for some price drops, to go to a Black Friday sale. Like, if you are serious about the game and want to keep playing a game for two years after it was released... Why would you not want to get the system that can actually play play it the way it's meant to be played and allow the developers to take everything further and do things that they couldn't do while it was still tied to the last gen? Well, and that's the thing. It's It's been pretty, like, I guess it does suck for the people who are on last gen. But from the beginning, it was hyped up as, like, the next big game for new consoles. And that was two years ago. So if you don't think that this game with a 10-year plan is going to drop a console that was already 10 years old, then you're crazy. Yeah, the only reason they, they actually had it on the PS3 and 360 is they expected that to have the larger install base the first time and not expect the new generation to take over so quickly. Which never even happened. And the next gen had a bigger sales set than last gen from the beginning. I think um, year to date, like, I mean, year to date, the PS4 and an Xbox One, or maybe not the Xbox One, but at least the PS4 is beating the PS3 for sure, for sure. But overall, I think there's still more PS3s and 360s out in the wild. The thing is for Destiny, I believe um, they said it's 10% of the player base is on old gen. So that's that's not a huge chunk. It, it's bigger than nobody, but it's not exactly the majority of the players are getting left out to dry. It's it, like the, here's, <laughs> that ten percent is just now given the extra incentive to be like, okay, maybe I'll splurge and get that PS4. Ten percent of the current player base isn't very big. Here's the thing Where, that that used to be forty percent. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that it was it was that big of a chunk. Um, Which, uh, go ahead. At forty percent, that's actually a good amount of sales to want to keep giving them updates, but at 10%, it drops off to, why is this really worth our time to devote? Well, ever, ever since the, the live team got rolled into the DLC team or vice versa, whatever they did um, there, um, it made it so that 
they can devote way more resources now to updates. And the more I, I read about what Bungie's doing, I'm almost positive in what I said last week and or in the last episode. Yeah, it was last week um, where we were talking about that year three is going to be DLC. And I know yeah. that 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 Jared d- did not agree with that, but just everything that, that I've been reading where they're talking about year three is going to be DLC um, and live updates. When when the, when they were asked by Jason Schreier from Kotaku, um, it seemed like that's where they were going. So, Which would be fine. I'd be yeah, rather personally, do that. I'd be okay with that. It would not be fine. No, here's Everyone the thing. Revolt. No, I don't, know. I don't agree no. with that. Well, listen. Uh, as a person who first experienced Destiny on last gen consoles, I tried to play it. And I just didn't like the look of it. I didn't like the feel of it. Very um, blurry. Yeah. I mean, like the touch of malice didn't even move. It was weird. Um, my nephew still plays on the 360. And this news affected him more than anyone else I know. Because the rest of my buddies, we play on the next-gen console. His dad plays on the next-gen console. And he's the only one that I know that's still on last-gen. Still running trials every weekend, still running Iron Banner. And when he got that news, it was like, okay, it's time to step my grades up. <laughs> time to start doing some more chores around the house. It's time to upgrade my system. But, you know, I don't fault Bungie in the slightest because they they've gave the last gen more than enough time. They've given them two years. Well, that's the other thing you have to remember about you kind of mentioned it without realizing you mentioned it. Our numbers that we have about players who play on last gen and have last gen accounts, some of them also have next gen accounts. So those people are not getting hurt by this because they have the next gen account. So there's even less than whatever our numbers say that are going to be affected by this. Yeah, the people that had a PS4 in the living room, but a PS3 in the bedroom, but because the progress is shared, it's like, okay, when the kids are using the TV, I'll just go upstairs and play on PS3. Exactly. True. At least the stuff transfers over if you do upgrades, so you're not really losing out too much. The thing is, that's once, though. Yeah, it's once before August. You can transfer from old gen to new gen, and then the progress is entirely split. So everything you do on old gen cannot carry over to new gen and vice versa, obviously. And the whole transfer for old gen to new gen is going to be a little bit complicated starting in August, I believe, where they're talking about how you have to go online transfer the account and then going forward you can't access that account ever again on old gen so there's a whole bunch of stuff happening this uh, coming august for old gen people and it's going to be interesting to see because i kind of this is going to sound weird i kind of want to see what it's like and experience it to see how they handle that because i have a feeling it's going to be more complicated than it needs to be I hope not because Diablo did it, and they and it went smooth. Diablo did when a lot Diablo, of stuff that went more smooth. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Diablo is a much simpler, simpler yeah, kind true. of um, layout for a game. Like when you have a top-down dungeons, even like when there's a lot of characters on screen and stuff, it's a. Uh, I think a. I mean, granted, I'm not a developer, so I can't really tell you for sure. But it seems like that would be an easier port. Like realistically, if they did some. Coding magic, they could probably get a version of Diablo 3 on like iPads that would work all right. I can't see that happening for Destiny. 
Well, I just met the transfer itself, like coming from last gen to current gen or legacy gen to next gen uh, with Diablo 3. You know, typed in your email, your password, and they ported it over. A lot of games did that when the new gens first came out, but that doesn't mean Bungie's going to do it smoothly, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5 had it so that your multiplayer progress carried over, and I'm just like... So my single player, like my 60 hours into Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS3, I can't move that over to PS4. You sure? Please, it's, Rockstar. It still bugs me for my, I get to my multiplayer from my 360 to my PS4, even though I only put in like five minutes on 360. It's like, yeah. stop bugging me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, let's go ahead and wrap that up right there. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the next thing, uh, which is Bungie Day. Um, which actually, Mark, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that what got us together? Um, with the skull sure. Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, the anniversary, the guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so cute. Uh, so for people that don't know, uh, Bungie Day is, even though they say it's a celebration of the, um, community, more of an internal thing for them. Um, last year they did something and then they like went underground and we didn't hear from them for a week. Um, but what it's become for the community has been more of, um, a celebration of a yearly celebration of the game. Um, last year, that's when they introduced the moments of triumph, which if you completed the moments of triumph, you would get an emblem that was basically the symbol of the, uh, the moments of triumph. Um, last year you had to beat Skolas, um, in the story missions, complete the Black Garden, Black Garden story mission, and complete the uh, the Soul of Crota story mission. In addition to completing the raid, I believe it was on hard mode too, wasn't it? Yeah, both yeah. raids yeah, on hard, hard mode. Both. You had to complete both raids on hard mode. You had to complete Skolos Thirty Five Challenge of Elders. You had to complete one hundred public events. Uh, you had there to was find all the golden chests. Golden yes. chests. Uh, you had to. There's a whole bunch of other things. There's that... something with crucible matches too. I think it yeah, was. There... It was like a hundred matches at crucible. It was. It, it was... wasn't too hard though. That's a Sunday for David. <laughs> right. Um. This year, we haven't gotten details yet. However, people who have been data mining the game have come up across the following items. First one is uh, the Challenge of Elders. Complete an Elder Sigil scorecard in the Prism Elders. Check. Plays the thing. Complete the Taken King main questline culminating in Regicide, which is pretty much what we did in year one, where we completed the storyline for House of Wolves or whatever. Check. The third element. Equip a fully leveled year two subclass on on any character. That's where you just level up the entire Voidwalker, Stormcaller, or Sunbreaker. Triple check. Check times nine. Right. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Complete the crucible questline culminating in the mountaintop. Oh my Probably god! The hardest part. This kind of hard. This well, it's not hard. It's just <laughs> time, time consuming, consuming. T- tedious, very tedious. Right. Well, it's not anymore though. Like when it first came out, like yeah. I put some serious hours into that thing. I unlocked it in the original format, and let me tell you, f that noise. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I'm only way anyway we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about <laughs> Eris Morn's they did it about a month ago this one's actually going to be a little interesting Eris Morn's Revenge collect all 50 calcified fragments because no. that is actually 
I mean, for us, it's it's easy, but you have to think of it like this. This means that you have to complete three challenge modes in, in the raid. And for True. us, while that's easy... People, not so easy for everybody. Right. Yeah, well, especially a, if you're a solo player. There's yeah. a lot of part that's not so easy. Like, if, if you don't know about the resources, how are you going to... Like, finding the fragments is hard if you don't know about all the resources to find well, especially since they, it shows between all three characters, you're not sure which character oh, has them. Oh God! Yeah, they changed that up. Thank goodness they, they changed that changed up. They, 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 yeah. they changed it up because I had 49 fragments. My 50th fragment was the one laying on the floor when you first land into the dreadnought. Uh. <laughs> was game up. And the first day that they they dropped that patch in the app, I looked. I was like, no. This can't be. This can't be true. I walked over there and it was there. <laughs> that's awesome. I ran amazing. back and picked up my shader. I was done. <laughs> now there's uh, other stuff that's hard too, though, because you've got um, the different spots in the raid. A lot of people still haven't completed the raid. You have um, shoot. What were some of the other hard ones? Court of Oryx. Court of Oryx. Three, all comp- three of them. Well, the, th- the level threes, I think, are the ones that people have the most trouble with if they don't have a clan. No, no. Yeah. Well, the level threes, don't get me wrong, those the, they can be challenging. They're but, not anymore. But the, the real issue is getting all the level twos because you have to know the combinations. If you don't yeah. know the combinations, ugh. You basically just I mean, got to spam it to one show up. That's one Google away, though. Like, yeah. You're like, okay, so I need a night, two knights and an ogre. But didn't get two knights and ogre. Jump off the cliff. Wait for it to reset. But you, you need. Here's the thing. You need the Google search, and then you need to know which ones you've already gotten. I guess that's true. But uh, the calcified fragment tracker, whatever it's called, website. I think no, yeah, it did a pretty good job well, of that. Calcified me, at least the calcified fragment tracker only works based on what what they search for your grimoire. You actually have to go into Bungie's. Um, calcified fragment tracker to see what you have on your character yeah okay. i think it, it's much more difficult if you've been haphazardly collecting them with say two or three characters as opposed to like when i did it i had only gotten calcified fragments at all on my hunter so i just mainline the hunter until i had i think 45 so i could get the touch of malice and then it was pretty easy to figure out which five I hadn't gotten at that point, and I think they were just challenge modes because I got it pretty early. So let's think about it like this, though. So for me, I know besides the like challenge mode calcified fragments, it took me about eight hours probably to get all the fragments, including like including raid time was probably literally over ten hours to get all the calcified fragments to go searching for them and stuff. So that's me who played the game at that point I was playing the game like 50 hours a week. It was basically a second job and took me like 10 hours. Look at the average player who now has to do this. Like how long is it going to take them? Plus do they have the time to find all these calcified fragments while doing all the other like moments of triumphs? Or are we saying this is no longer for the average player? That's a point, but I think the moments of triumph is the kind of thing that the average player that doesn't want to sink that kind of time into getting stuff, like why would they really even care at all about some emblem? Well, here's it, the thing. It is called moments of triumph. It's not called moments of mediocrity. It, it doesn't well, what if someone doesn't have the time boost. to put into the game? Right, but but here's the thing. Like the year one, I mean, if you're completing the raid on hard mode, you have to at least have some knowledge of the game and you have to... Be able to dedicate enough resources into the game. 
That's not to say that you, at, when you were level 34, that level 30 uh, Vault of Glass was super hard. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of concepts there that if you go in there thinking that this is like a strike, you're going to be sorely mistaken when the Hobgoblin comes up behind you and zaps your dumbass from across the street. Or Skolas, for that matter. Yeah. And, the, and the poison. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to admit something right here, guys. I didn't get year one moments of triumph. <gasps> I know, right? But it was just because I didn't have a team at the time. Like, I still played the game like 30, 40 hours a week at that time, but I never had a team. So, I never did Skolas because you couldn't match make. And I had never completed hard mode. Um, Crota? Crota. When uh, Moments of Triumph came out. So I failed at that one. I didn't. I know I you think didn't, that's why. But I, I didn't know you until after uh, Moments we'll of Triumph. We'll forgive you. Yeah, we'll forgive you. It, it was during, what is it? It was the beginning of Taken King when we, when we met each other. Yeah. Um, here's the one that annoys me. Well, not annoys me in, in the sense of, of, of the reward, but complete any exotic sword quest from Shaxx. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Have it's six another more tedious quest. Farm Very stuff. tedious. Uh, yeah, it is. It's really tedious. It the reward for it, I think, is pretty good, especially if you if you want a relic run in the raid. Like having the raise lighter makes killing that vessel just a joke. Like it, it's so much better than any other weapon to use on him. But it takes time and and endurance. And then you got. I uh, you get two more swords. Oh God! Have fun. As whatever you do, don't get the void one with the titan. It, did that? Yeah, isn't that right, Dre? Oh god, I did that. Isn't that right? Yes, I had the void it one is. With a warlock, and even that took me forever. Oh no, I nothing is worse than the void with the titan. Yeah. Oh my, your super, oh my your super doesn't do any damage. Yes. Super, the grenade sucks too. Just a bubble. Well, the thing I think they should make it so that void kill, void ability kills count if you're like buffed by weapons of light. Like that would make that quest go a lot easier. That would it make would it have. like the fastest option. But it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And they're not like, going to fix it now. No. It's debatable, but like, can you really get more kills if you're buffed by weapons of light? Yes. Like even on ads. Yes. Yeah. But then, like a yes. storm trance, like a storm trance and a big crowd of ads, it's like it's like an A bomb. Okay. Bro, I use storm trance for the first time since this update in PVE. Oh man. It's ridiculous. It's fun. I <laughs> actually, um, the the sword that I'm most proud of, uh, as owner of all three exotic swords, the one that I'm most proud of is the one that I never use. The void, which is the dark drinker. Yeah, that's the F Mars. Like the the most fun, <laughs> the most fun one for me is uh, the arc one. Mm-hmm. But the most functional one, you know, the one that gets the most use because of farming and raids and such, raise lighter. But, you know, that arc one is just fun to use. The only time I really touch them. Yeah, Bolcaster. Yes, Bolcaster, yes. Sorry, I kept talking over you guys. Yes. Yes, and I stopped. But the only time I really touch any of them is Court of Oryx, because raise lighter tears it up in Court of Oryx. Or uh, for Nightfalls. Yeah, especially the Scion flares. If you get uh, if you get three yeah. people with three exotic swords, those flares, it's a joke. You're, you're like, like, oh right. my god. Who wants which flare? Let's do it in ten seconds. 
Like, it was funny because everyone was making such a big deal about farming Omnigold during the nightfall. But she drops just as fast on any heroic or the level 16 strike. You know, it, it, it was just really hilarious watching everybody, like, mass, you know, this mass exodus to Omnigold. We're farming, we're farming, we're farming. I don't think it's possible to drop her faster than three Celestial Nighthawk gunslinger shots. Oh, no, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. That's cool. With the solar burn on? Holy hell. I think, I think as long as her shield was down, yes. I, I think the, the fastest way to farm Omnigal is to take three people into the Heroic Strike playlist until you get Omnigal. That way you get the buff, the nightfall, the, what would be the Nightfall buff. And then just continuously do the same thing that you're doing right there. Someone did that to me today, and it ticked me off. I'm I'm grinding a faction. I'm grinding faction. Got my uh, streak going. Got my uh, multiplier buff. All this fun stuff. And we get the Omnigo strike, and we down her at the heel, just messing around. Downed her at at the bottom of the heel, and they died. So I revived them. And then they died again. I'm like, ah, oh, I know what's going on here. Because <laughs> they just start dancing. So I let them farm, farm her like three times. And then I, I just ran into, I just pulled everybody into the next room. You got peer pressure into Omnigal farming. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It was so horrible, though. But if you're going to do that, at least tell everybody or message them. Or invite them to a party. It's not, it's not scary to talk to new people, guys. You can do it. All right, so let, let's go through the the rest of the uh, the moments of triumph real quick. Oh, wait, time out. I want to say one more thing real quick because I just wanted to answer no. something Dre said. Uh, Dre, you were talking about how like you thought it was hilarious that everybody was farming all of a sudden. Uh, the main reason why that was is because drop rates are higher during nightfall. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the same if, as if you get three uh, heroic strike boosts. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and finish up the. Uh, the moments of triumph. Uh, the return to the reef. Complete the April quest at the gates of return to prison, which is stupid. Um, then you got sword logic defeat Oryx in the Kingsfall hard raid on Kingsfall raid on hard, which that might be a little bit of a challenge for people who have never done it. That's the hardest thing on there. What's up? That's the hardest thing on there. Probably, I guess. Yeah, especially during. No. What's up? So not with our current strategies, but if you don't have those, it's pretty tough. Well, if you don't have a clan, it's like it's near impossible. Like I mean, you can LFG it and get it done, but You're especially lucky. if you've got like three people on there with no mic and two people that really don't know what they're doing, it I could see it being tricky for people. Don't use LFG. Use the one hundred IO. But yeah, I don't um, like LFG. I just I was, use Facebook to talk to you guys. I was actually disappointed that one thing that I was I was hoping would be in the moments of triumph, just for a purely selfish reason, because I actually did it. Uh, the refer a friend quest. I thought, hey, oh no, no, no. I'll get no, something for that. That, that would be terrible. Yeah, because yeah. I, I get yeah. I get why you want it, but that would mean that moments of triumph would only be obtained by like five percent of the. That yeah, I could see that angering a lot of people. I actually have three of them. Three fully completed refer friend quests, but if they, that was kind of an accident that a few of my friends and my girlfriend decided to start playing Destiny at around the same time. If they opened up 
refer a friend to be like, all right, now just complete this quest line with a buddy. Doesn't have to be someone who like started the game. Then I could see it like being on there and it'd be fine. But if it's still like bring someone into the game and that's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I'm surprised that they didn't add to that was to complete the black spindle side mission because now you can access it yes. anytime. Yes. Yeah, that should have been true. Better. Yeah. Complete the um No time to explain. No time to explain Sleeper. and the sleeper sleeper Because those are quests of some sort. And those could be on there though. We don't know that these are hundred yeah. percent. These sure are speculations. So, which yeah. which wouldn't surprise me if they did add those three on there because now that you can access all three of them at any time. Yeah, it would make sense. Right. But and none of really them are any one. Sorry, go ahead. I think the only hard one on there is just the no time to explain with the Vault of Glass raid if you can't get a group together once again. Uh, try finding a war set on Mars. It takes forever. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, jeez, yes. If, if you can beat King's Fall hard for this moment of triumph, you can beat Vault of Glass hard. Oh, for sure. That has that's nothing to do with RNG dropping a war set down on you. <laughs> yeah, that's luck. Hey, you guys want to know something funny? The war sets only take me like six minutes. And we're moving on. Um, so moving sure. on to segment four, you jackass. Um, <laughs> segment four is our opinions on the game currently and what we feel of the game going forward based on information that we've read um, because we can't really go by anything else but that. So we'll start off one at a time. We'll start off with Mark. Mark, how have you, uh, what is your, what has been your impression of the game so far? And what do you want to see going forward? I've been playing since year one. Um, in year one, much more casually than I've definitely been playing in the last, especially six months or eight months, really since Taken King came out. But since I started like raiding with the clan and like playing every week, I've definitely gotten more serious about it. And what I like about the game is it seems that every time they do an update, for the most part, things get not only a little bit better, but significantly better. Like, I'm definitely a supporter of the, like, one-to-one infusion system that they did in the spring update. The fact that the smart loot system makes it so that, except for the odd time when you're a level 335 and you get a 334 drop, which I'm sure if you're in the levels, like, 310 to 315, you're like, okay, cry me a river. But aside from when that happens, it seems like almost every drop you get means something and can be used to, if not advance your light level, especially if you're max, at least give you some options for a different loadout to remain at same high light level. Uh, I think that going forward, I'm like definitely excited about Rise of Iron, and I think if they keep doing what they were doing with Taken King, making the narrative more engaging and making it so that there's more reasons for you to keep playing, Eliminate things like time-gated exotic quests because the exotic quests are fantastic, but the time-gating is kind of annoying. Then they really have the potential to make it so that this game went from the, what was like the original like IGN reviews, like a 6.5 on Vanilla Destiny, something like that, to bring it up to like around that like 9 and 10 area where like I'll consistently have like arguments on random Facebook groups about like people that say, oh, people still play this game. Like, Destiny was dead the day it came out. And you're like, yeah, like, it wasn't 
what it could be when it came out, but every time they release new content, I think it gets it gets closer to being that. And I'm hoping Rise of Iron pushes that a little further into the like, let's make this a game that is genuinely what we thought it was going to be when it was first announced. Oh. That's pretty much it for me. All right. And Dre, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go in a different direction. Um, I love the fact that you can go into the Strikes or the Prison of Elders or any other match-made PvE or PvP uh, event and just fall in line with two other total strangers, not saying one word. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. It's it's you three against everything else on on the board, and it's a, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. It's calming for me after a long day at work. I can just log on and hop into the heroic strike playlist and just l- lay it out, lay it out. Um, also, I am loving the modifiers on heroic strike, Jorge. I know. That you 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 like some, but then sometimes you don't. But I am digging it because it's given me a chance to. It's given me a reason to pull out different weapons. Um, I collect these weapons, and they just sit in the vault collecting dust. And now you know I've I have a reason to pull out some some void specific weapons. Or the last couple of weeks, just running a complete arc build on my warlock, and just. Feeling like a total badass. But um, the evolution of Destiny from Vanilla to Taken King has just been a beautiful thing to see. You know, coming from where it started to where it is right now, even with the connection issues, those aren't going to be that way for too much longer. But the fact that they are constantly evolving, constantly improving, it's it 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 is... Truly a remarkable thing to see in a in a video game like this. You know, you're used to patches or DLC or season passes, but to constantly evolve. Like uh like Mark said about the uh infusion system. That's something that should have been in there from day one, but it wasn't, but it is now, and it's gonna remain that way. As far as looking forward, you know, um Rising Iron is gonna be a nice piece of content, in my opinion. But year two, I mean, uh, Destiny 2, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for to show us all what Bungie's vision of this game was initially. All right. And what about you, Corey? Uh, as for me, just as what everybody else is saying, I've been playing since year one. and It's the game I put the most time into than anything else. I've never had a game I've kept playing for two years. And every time they have an update, it just gets more and more inter- interesting. And now I have my fiance playing with me. Her father, once he upgrades, is going to be joining us. It's a good family game. And it's just the best way to get friends together and just chill. That's... And as for the Rise of Iron, it's I'm quite looking forward to that because Iron Banner and Lord Saladin is one of my favorite things in Destiny. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. Or, As you're saying, Jorge? I was just saying that family game is not the normal wor- or words that I would put with regards to Destiny, but I have noticed that more and more. I mean, uh, we clanmate uh, Patrick, one of our uh, admins uh, for the Technodrome. He plays with his eight-year-old son all the time. 
Uh, what about you, David? Well, um, right now, I have basically only been playing PvP, as I've said plenty of times. But uh, besides the error codes, it's still a ton of fun to me. There's no other PvP experience like Destiny. And, I mean, with Rise of Iron coming out, I'm super excited to dig into the lore of the Iron Lords, because who doesn't want to become an Iron Lord, am I right? Hmm. Calm down. Yeah, I do. Exactly. It's it's going to be fun. Uh, the future looks good. Um, as long as they get their error codes in check, this, it'll, it'll be good. There will be... Um, there's a, there's a good future coming. I'm I'm excited for it. I have to say, even though I am very excited for the future of Destiny, I am very concerned that the small stuff is hurting the game in a big way. Um, as we've been mentioning, all these things about the um, the glitches, the lag, it just seems like there's a lot of stuff that's coming into play that isn't plaguing other games as heavily. And yes, you can argue that if you had a game that was being played two years later with updates at a certain point, you, you, and, and still maintains a fairly large uh, install base, you would be facing a lot of problems too. But I'm looking at games that have a lot of people playing right now. Um, Overwatch. They're not having half the connectivity issues that Bungie is having with Destiny. And yes, you could argue that, you know, there's a lot of stuff with different enemies and whatnot. Whereas with Overwatch, you just have the two teams. At a certain point, I would agree with you until you go into the areas where they would match up kind of evenly. Iron Banner versus, say, a regular uh, the Overwatch match. That's kind of where they can closely relate. And I don't see, I, I rarely, if ever, hear any issues of lag in Overwatch. And Overwatch now has a huge install base. Yeah, it's like 40 million. And yeah. I know Blizzard also has, they have their StarCraft 2 online. They got their Diablo 3. They got WoW stuff going as well, where Bungie is just dealing with just Destiny itself. And it seems, <laughs> and it seems, just constantly the same issues just keep popping up and up. And with regards to Rise of Iron, my concern is that we're, we're going to burn through the content within a month, a month and a half, almost two months. That's what it took us with regards to the Taken King. And that's just being conservative, considering that we already know that Rise of Iron is going to be a smaller DLC than the Taken King expansion. I think that's where we're hoping that with the, the drop of last gen, that they can increase the, up, the updates of new content like the April update, just adding a little more things every so month, or adding more events in there besides just Iron Banner and Trials. Um, If you don't mind, I'd like to pose a question. Yep. All right. With them dropping last gen and with the serious influx of PvP centric games that are out now and that are dropping real soon, do you guys, how soon do you think we will see custom matchmaking from Destiny? Not until. Destiny 2. Yeah. 
I think the the while I do think that they're going to do something substantial to PvP, which will help you know tide people over to Destiny Two. I don't think you're going to see custom matches. I think you're more likely to see private matches. Private matches are easier to to install in the game than custom matches. All right, definitely. Which, which I would look forward to private matches because then you could possibly actually have tournaments. I, I, I'm more interested in private matches than I am in custom matches. That's not to say that I wouldn't like both, but there's just something about, say, a... This is just me pulling something out of my butt. A Technodrome control uh, tournament, tournament. I totally put it on as soon as it comes up exactly mm-hmm. and, and that would be that would be fun for like a lot of clans where they could just you know do their own tournament like pick your team pick your three go into skirmish or big team if, if there is a big team battle which the rumors are, are heavily favoring that there is a big team battle of some sort um 4v4v4v4 4v4 4v4 and you just Go and go hand doubles. Oh my god, that would be really, really cool. Can you imagine that clan oh versus god. clan versus clan? That would be so much fun. Which who's the best clan? Which yes. I think would be a lot of fun. And and honestly, like that would make it so that you can use that would that would instantly triple the views on Twitch for Destiny. Easily. Sure. I'm 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 telling you, if there were more than anything else, if there are private matches, it would instantly triple the views on Twitch because now you will have weekly events. You will have Activision easily promoting the hell out of Destiny tournaments. You will have sure. all these sure. different things. I mean, the main reason why do people watch Counter Strike and Heroes of the Storm and all these other games on Twitch? Because they, they're watching it for the PvP battles. Yeah, the best of the best and, versus the best of the best. And the only thing that you can really show PvP-wise with uh, fairly frequently on Twitch is, from Destiny is Trials of Osiris. Because you're going to have the same three people versus different groups of three people. And and I don't I don't dislike watching it. But when it's the only thing, it becomes old real quick. Now, if you had, if you could set up matches like uh, follow, this is just me. Follow Gathalion. Um, he's having a giant tournament today, um, and the winner wins. I don't know a copy of Rise of Rise of Iron. Then I think that would be a lot of fun, and 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 a lot of people would enjoy that, and and it would instantly triple the viewership. It would make Destiny Destiny every so often. Creeps into the top three. They're usually in the top ten for views um, on Twitch. Yeah. It would be consistently in the top three if they had private matches. Not so much custom matches, but private matches. And that's something that I believe is easier to set up 
than anything else. My only question about how that would work is would they disconnect it from any kind of experience or loot system? Mm-hmm. So, like, you wouldn't be able to get Crucible rep from a private Why? match or yeah. would they no. Would they allow no, you to? Because, I, I, I mean, theoretically, I guess if you're going up against people you know, you could just be like, all right, I need I need a bunch of rep or something like I mean, that. So, just but here's, here's the loot. I want to do my bounty. But here's loot. I think they would disconnect. But for rep, I mean, they could just make it less. Like, oh, 10 rep every private match you complete. Because private match private matches are not you set the settings make a game a minute long farm rep it's just you control who goes into the match right yeah i i wouldn't even just just disable the loot or anything like that why oh well i was thinking just for bounties like um for example like one of the last exotics i got like just last week was the first curse and i remember i had to maybe play like five or six crucible games before i was able to get seven precision kills with that imprecation hand cannon just because it's not a particularly great hand cannon i don't really use hand cannons ever Whoa, and to get on, seven precision hits but but here's but the thing with you're you're doing the imprecation now and complaining about it <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't do it before, so I don't really have a frame of reference for what you might be referring take, to. <laughs> take what you did now and make that gun about a 406 times worse. Yes. Yes. But yeah, it, it wasn't easy now. So uh, what I mean is if there were, to keep it on topic, like if there were private matches, who would actually legitimately do the quest or who would like get three buddies and be like, hey, just go on the other team. I'm just going to shoot you guys in the head a couple but times. But you already kind of are able to do that. Yeah. Be able to go into the 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 year one rumble match and with two other people and let people shoot you in the head. There's 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 really no reason to disconnect the the bounties and anything like that because a lot of these bounties are stupidly easy. The, kill five people in in one game. Not that hard. I mean, even people with with the worst PvP luck will get five kills in a game. Well, then again, mm. yesterday... But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm, a lot of these bounties are, are really, really... aren't that hard to complete. And if, if you're going to, you know, quote-unquote, cheese the bounties to get them out of the way and, and complete them, okay, so you got your experience and you can go on. And, and the rewards, I mean, make it so that you have to complete the match to get a reward. Yeah, David, uh, props to you for finishing that quest before SRL came out. <laughs> because I did not. I strapped, isn't it, I strapped isn't the last up. word one that people were spamming SRL yep. for? Yes. Yeah, the last that one, one, the last word one, I did in Trials. And yeah, the Chaperone awesome. one. That's the thing. So, my it that really doesn't matter anymore. But I was telling it, people back, telling it to people back then, Trials... I felt was the best place to do the last word quest because consistently it's where you'll have the highest KD. At least I feel like. Eh, that's if you're good at it. Yeah, I was about to say, this is like the Olympic gold medalist thing being like, hey guys, just like run 100 meters in 10 seconds. <laughs> it's fine. No it's fine. That's the quickest way to get there. All right, and uh, with that, I think we're we're at a pretty good place right now. Was there anything you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap this bad boy up? I'm okay. No, no, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, touched on everything, really. That's disgusting. You disgust me, Corey. Anyway. Bring bring on Destiny You're welcome. Was it a bad touch? 
Yes. <laughs> All right, David. Can you show go, us? <laughs> go ahead and take this this bad boy in in in, in for a landing. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to In Orbit and let you know that we are available on a ton of platforms. So please, please spread the word. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. We have a ton of other shows available on Mash Those Buttons for you all to listen to. We have Double Tap, our fighting game podcast released bi-weekly on Wednesdays for fans of Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and other fighting games. Wow Talk, our podcast dedicated to World of Warcraft, released bi-weekly on Tuesdays. Watchpoint Radio, our podcast focusing on the sights, sounds, and groans of your constant failure to stop Bastion on Overwatch, available weekly on Tuesday. Sitrep Radio. Our podcast dedicated to getting you up and around the streets of New York, released weekly on Mondays. And of course, We Are In Orbit, your resource dedicated to the Stargazers and Darkness Destroyers in Bungie's Galaxy, available bi-weekly on Monday. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule for scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com slash site. Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Please contact us with any questions for the show at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or on Twitch streaming at DS Bolt. So that would be twitch.tv slash DS Bolt, no spaces, no underscores. And Corey, where can people find you at? They can find me on Twitter at at Kerberos and on YouTube at at uh, Ogre Smash Games. All right, Mark, where can people find you at? Um, probably if you want to play some Destiny with me, I'm on PSN. It's Reaper X Raven Inc. That's R E A P E R X R A V E N I N K. Um, and if you want to check out the movie I made, go to FearTheReaper.ca. Andre, where can people find you at? Oh, uh, on the Twitter, it's the 13th one. Everywhere else, it's Brody Beatdown. All right. And I'm available at GoToNRG on pretty much anything. PlayStation, Twitch, uh, Twitter. And you can also find all of us at the Technodrome Collective, the clan. Search on Facebook at Guardians of the Technodrome, and you'll see Destiny. If you're interested in joining the clan, send us a message. We'll be more than happy to help you out. So on behalf of me, David, the rest of the In Orbit team, and the Technodrome, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you starside on the next mission. Later days. <laughs>